fucking lush. Yeah. Spend some time together. Together. Friendship lives forever. And ever. Times are tough as leather. Shout out to the lover. I love them. Haters will be haters. I don't trust them. Have some good luck hunting now. I think we're good luck hunting. And we are back. Uh, this is another sit down conversation. Um, at this point, I don't know what episode number this is. Um, uh, this is good luck hunting. Uh, and I'm sitting here with uh, my good friend Shervin Bain. Hello, everyone. What's okay. happening? You know, same old, same old. Not that everyone knows what the same old is, but they know at the same time. Right, exactly. Same old. Um, for the sake of uh, <laughs> like giving people some familiarity, some familiar, some familiarity. Is that the word? Familiarity. familiarity yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Um. I guess, like, you don't have to, like, run down a laundry list, but, like, have you even, like, given yourself a title in terms of, like, what you are in this existing world? You see, and that's part of what I was going to talk to you about. Mm-hmm. Um, no. So, I, I guess I was I was at an event, um, and Lucy Stuhl introduced me to somebody and called me a writer. And I was like... Okay. I like how that sounds. She's like, okay. this is, this is Shervin, he's a writer. And I'm like... These are facts. Yes. I like, I like how it rings. So I'm like, okay. I started calling myself a writer, um, but I've done acting. I do some production, and I'm trying to do more uh, directing. Yeah. So it's hard to, like, say I'm X. Sure. And that's like, <laughs> and, I, and I only ask that um, just because the, you know, the archetype of these things is that someone, like, states what their label is, and then, so you know, and then you go into yeah. a history of that person, yeah. and I, I don't want to say I want to deconstruct that, but, like, part of this is, like, um, I don't know, part of it was kind of putting me in a spot to, like, show a point to, to where, like, um, shit, you, you make shit, like, and that's yeah, kind of what this exactly. thing is, like, kind of sitting down with people who make shit, and, um, and what that journey is about and like what it is and um yeah yeah so like yeah I wasn't even like I guess it was kind of a setup question in a sense right but um yeah. you set me up yeah Sh- Shervy makes shit um he's part of a uh, web series called Low Strung um that I actually um I have the I supplied the type the 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 opening the theme song the yeah. theme song yes yes uh, we've Make been friends for a number of years now oh time flies very much so. Very fucking crazy. But um, you just you just came back from San Fran, or you yeah. in Cali as a whole? I went to San Francisco. Um, I went out there for Clusterfest. I have a friend who was uh, part of um, Superfly. She works at Superfly, okay. so she had a hand in helping put the whole festival together. And that's uh, and Clusterfest is it's in a conjunction com- with Pride. No, not at all. Oh, okay. No, yeah. okay. It's Please, um, yeah. it's a comedy festival. So oh my god, comedians. I'm such an idiot. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just saw people posting about Cluster Fest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Louis C.K. He wasn't there this year. But he wasn't there? He, I mean, he, he popped up somewhere. In a... he, somebody, I think it was uh, Alana, made a joke about him. Okay. 
and was saying that you know you know what you're doing. Do I saw better. him pop up somewhere and he got like a standing ovation, but oh really? He didn't yeah, there. I, d- I don't I think he was at Cluster Fest, but I can see how that can correlate. Okay. Um, but yeah, I went to this comedy fest because I was invited out there. Never been to San Francisco, also thought it'd be a good time to go check it out, check mm-hmm. out the city, see how much I like it, or not. <laughs> um, and it was it was cool. The festival itself was very chill for us yeah. for the most part. They had some issues, but. On our end of the deal, like we weren't really there to see anyone specific, mm-hmm. although we did want to see specific people. Like Issa okay. Rae was out there. Oh, okay. Uh, Nicole Byers was out there. Amanda Seals was out there. Um, so I got to see those people. Hilarious, uh, beautiful in person as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was great. Um, and it was great to go out there and have a chill time. Also, legal weed out there was was amazing. Yeah, to yeah. Go to this, we went to this lounge called Mo Greens. Um, really cool, cool space. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some of the comedians would come through there as well. So while we were in there chilling out, we got to see people come in and hang out and do their thing as well. So it was kind of um, this great comedic space where like I I felt like I should have taken more advantage of. And uh, connected with a few more people, especially yeah. being a writer, as one of my one of my layers. Mm-hmm. Um, not using that opportunity felt kind of missed and disappointing in my trip as a whole. Okay, if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I um, did, what did you have expected when you when you were like on your way out there? I didn't have any expectations. Sure. I really just kind of went out there to chill, to see the city, yeah. and to pop along some of the events and see some of the comedians. I had mm-hmm. no real intent on trying to connect or anything like that. But while I was out there, a lot of it was just kind of very in your face and really like right there, you know, able and up for grabs, you know, to communicate yeah. and connect. And I just kind of missed that boat. It's a tough thing. Um, I know even when I'm in situations where I'm at uh, some social thing, some mm-hmm. like you know, like a fucking mixer, or some some shit like that, and and it's a, uh, um, I'm a terrible networker. Yeah. Um. And it's I yeah it's like that split second where you like meet someone and you could tell them about the thing you do or mm-hmm. the thing you have coming up and mm-hmm. like the moment that you could have done it, you spent thinking about doing it. Yeah. Yeah, and it passes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, and, and like always, like what I've come to learn throughout the years was that um, those things really aren't as detrimental mm-hmm. as I feel like we think they are. Okay. Any any opportunity that I missed, and I bullshit you not, any opportunity that I missed to like pitch my thing to this person or like shoot my shot, so to speak. Mm-hmm. It always came back around a more natural way, always like, um, like in an instance to where uh, the first time I had ever, the first time I had ever come across like someone like uh, uh, the DJ A Track who uh, uh, co-founded Fools Go Records, uh, like my favorite record label ever. Nice. Um, you know, first time I ever came across him, it could have been the moment where I like shot my rapper shot right, like. And be like, oh, you know, this is what I do. And even, like, I could have, like, I could have shot my rapper shot. And also, there, we have a lot of mutual friends. I also could have, like, in tandem, like, linked that mm-hmm. to, oh, you know, I know who but I didn't. You know, I totally like this, that shit. And, you know, a uh, year and a half, two years later, like, 
through another avenue I ended up you know releasing music through through fool's gold so it's just like um I don't don't feel like don't feel too crazy about that you miss yeah. the opportunity because the at the end of the day the work is gonna get you in the position that you want to be in and that's that's part of what that's part of what I was thinking when I when I missed out on a few of them like <clears throat> one of the things was an after party is a comedy central after party mm-hmm. Uh, I think Viacom people were going to be there as well as the Superfly people. And I was like, okay, cool. Um, you know, I kind of already was forced to chat with a few of the people who work for the company. And it was cool, but also, again, this whole thing of what do you do yeah. kind of made me standoffish and not so conversational. Um, and so I was already feeling that way. And so I kind of skipped out on going to this event. Which I found out later was a lot more chill and a lot more lax uh, than, than my my thoughts were. So you totally to what you, it would would have been. You totally opted out of going because you didn't know how to insert yourself into it. Yeah, when you got there. And okay. I mean, yeah, I didn't know how I was going to interact. I were, I was already at a point where I was tired. Um, I was already kind of like, who am I? And then I was also kind of like. You know, are they even interested in what I'm doing? Mm. They're doing so much more. I, and I understand that. You know, so it's kind of like, I was like, I'll just skip out on going to this event altogether because I don't think I have anything to contribute to any kind of to any kind of conversation <laughs> <laughs> at all. So I'm just going to, you know, fade out. Because in my mind, it's kind of like, you can't control um, how people perceive you. Yeah. But also, like, Parts of me still want to have some kind of say in, in the impression that I give. Absolutely. So if I feel like I'm not going to be able to give this like you know stellar impression, and I mm. give you this less than stellar impression that I feel that I'm going to give, or that I felt at that moment, I'm just kind of like more willing to opt out of giving any kind of impression. Oh at wow! All. Which yeah, it's a lot of pressure on yourself. It feels like it sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's me. It's me self-sabotaging for sure. But at the same time, it's it's hard to ignore. Yeah, for me, things like that are always like, is it self-preservation or is it self-sabotage? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like my ultimate, like, uh, um, I don't know, Achilles heel, I guess. It's like, am I doing this thing out of self-preservation or, like, self-destruction? And, like... What I've come to, what I've come to learn from like going to shit like that and feeling that way, I've, I feel like that so many times, even in this calendar year. Um, when I go to these things, uh, especially like a thing that's like presented as like up industry mixers, like shit, go. which is like yeah. isn't a very natural environment for me. When I insert myself in those situ- in, in those uh, in those spaces, mm. I insert myself as a regular person. When I'm in conversations with people, I find myself being, like, the only one that isn't, like, about, what do you do? This is what I do. I ask people shit, like, what are you watching right now? Like, Uh, what, like, what's your favorite song right now? You know, like, hey, those are, you know, those are cool pants. Like, where'd you get those? Like, I, you know, um, I, I learned to go into these spaces and then make them regular situations. And people, um, some people, now I'm not going to say people are off put by it, but people Mm -hmm. are a lot of times taken by surprise. And that leaves a bigger impression on them than if you like had this impressive resume and like, you know, had this great spiel or was super uh, witty, you know, you, you know, like 
people take notice to when you're in the situation. It's almost like you're in a pool of sharks already, you mm-hmm. know. Um, it's crazy to like, you know, meet us like meet like a a sea lion in this pool of sharks. You know, someone yeah, just yeah. kind of talk about something fluffy or like just regular life shit. You know, you bring the event back down to a regular. I like that approach. Yeah, yeah you bring you bring the event down to a regular point, and um, the key is those. I feel like those events are just to have a pleasant interaction with a person. Yeah, and people remember that kind of shit. Yeah. Um, that kind of often leads into people just kind of asking you like, "What do you do?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I like that approach because I think, for me, yeah, it's a lot of, it, it becomes overwhelming where where I start to think about how do I present myself, how do I sell myself in certain ways, and, and I'm I'm usually fine if I'm going into a regular situation and just being myself, mm-hmm. and people buy, people buy me for, you know, what they see, they, yeah. you know what I mean, versus me trying to sell the product, and it's, it's, I like that approach because that's a lot easier on me to it's so much to easier. go because I'm fine in social circles and and I don't like necessarily like having all the attention on me when when it, when it when in a group setting yeah yeah you know what I mean I don't like being in a circle and being like so Shervin tell us what you know I hate that I know like even how I started this combo I knew it would do that I knew yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but but on one on one like I can have a conversation with a person but it's it's weird in those kind of settings where like you're forced to oh, like so weird and you feel like you have to give the certain certain hit the certain marks and the bullets that people need to hear mm-hmm. to remember certain things and call back to who you are et cetera. Et cetera. but no, I like that. I like the idea of just going in and, and yeah, treating it like a regular. Day. Yeah, yeah. It's like you show. It's like you're showing your, you showing people the human before, the, I mean the work, I guess, or the aspirations and shit. Um, nah, it just yeah, it just makes everything more digestible, um, for me and. Yeah, and I, I, even still, I have like I'm not like perfect at it by any means. But it's just like, especially when you go into one of these events and it have, and it has like titles like Comedy Central attached to it. There you go. Buy it, you know, like yeah. Viacom, like you know, it's so it's so heavy. Um, but the benefit you have though, you you you're in a city that's a major market for uh, you know, at, at all intents and purposes, you're always at parties with motherfuckers who do crazy that's shit. You just don't know, you know. That's very true. Yeah. Tell me, tell me this. How how do you go about um, being put on the spot um, and being specific about what you do? So we're we're at brunch, mind you, um, mm-hmm. and this group um, has this way of starting conversations that goes around the whole table. And, oh, okay. And ask specific questions. Um, so one of them was like, say something you're proud of. You know that you've done that you're proud of. So naturally, I mentioned my web series because I put a lot of work into it. Yeah, um, I'm proud of what it's done so far and where it's gone. So I'm like, okay, yeah, that's something that's easy I can talk about. But also, do I want to go on and on and on about it? Because it also opens the question. It opens the door to a lot more questions. Where it's like, I want to share parts of me, but also, how do I share only parts without? Huh. So let me ask you this before I answer your <laughs> before I even answer your question. Let me dig in on that. Um, now, you mentioning the web series, mm-hmm. you saying you don't you don't want to open up the gate too much, right? Yeah. But what are you afraid of? What's what what 
what do you not want to talk about when it comes to the whip if you start talking about the whip I, series? I what, think what's it's, going too far? I think it's um I think it's the anxiety of people like wanting to look at it right then and there. So people like want to <laughs> oh, like, like pulling it up and yeah, like watching it. Okay. Go on the Vimeo or the Instagram and like start to sit there and watch it and like say you're funny and like that's cool, but also like I'd rather you not watch it while I'm here. Like yeah. It's such yeah. a weird thing that people do that. <laughs> but um but hey, like shit. That's another person watching it. It's another person interested. Like Valid. that's a thing that like we both. I'm gonna say this. We both need to get okay with that. Valid. I mean, you're right. You're right. Like, there's no reason to. I'm like I, I am proud of the work. Yeah. There's no reason to want to not want to show it off. Yeah. There's no reason to. I think it's more so that like you're getting that real time feedback <laughs> critique <laughs> that I'm always like. What if you don't like it? <laughs> you <know? laughs> yeah, it's um how I handle those situations. You know what? It is a variety of ways I handle those situations. First, it's like a thing of first is a thing of like, do I even like care? Do I even like these people I'm at this table with mm-hmm. right now? A lot of times, you you know, I like That's end up true. in these things, and I'm like, you know, I'm like sitting with these like hokey ass people, and like. And then, and if I'm in the same situation, let's say I don't really, like, care for this group of people too much, like, for whatever reason, sometimes mm-hmm. it's a little too stuffy, um, and we're going around the table and listening to things that we're proud of, like, I may, I may not, I may switch that focus to, um, the thing I may say that I'm proud of is actually, like, a personal life thing and not necessarily, like, some mm-hmm. professional thing that I achieved, just, because mm-hmm. a lot of times, like, that's all they're interested in, so they won't pry anymore if I just, like, say something like, yeah. you know, <laughs> I could, yeah, I can see that. Which I don't know if that's self preservation or self sabotage. I don't know. Uh, but uh, in the case that it's like um, a group of people that I feel warm towards, and that and that's happening, um, you know, I list. You know, I, I do. I list a thing that like that necessarily. I'm not trying to. Uh, I'm not necessarily trying to promote it, but I just answer it honestly. Like you know, this you know. You know, played Riot Fest this year. I was really stoked on that. You know, executed this thing or that thing. I really stoked on that. Like, I pretty much play it pretty close to as honest as I can. I'm not playing it three steps ahead. Mm-hmm. Basically, what I'm trying to say is I'm not playing those moments three steps ahead. I play it for now. Um, and then whatever that kind of rolls into, that's what it rolls into. Instead of like, um, yeah, I just try to be in the moment. So when do you feel the need to be braggadocious and to to jump on those opportunities to step you know step yourself forward and in advance and what it is you try to do? When do you go? When do you feel it necessary to like step outside of of whatever comfort zone to get to get that kind of uh, point across? I'm still trying to figure that out. And that's honestly things like this, conversations like this, um, are part of that journey and me figuring shit like that out. Um, a lot of the times, I mean, I just I go off my instincts. That's just what it is. Um, and sometimes I don't trust those instincts, mm-hmm. and I'm fucking walking away from some shit like motherfucker. You should have just like, yeah, you should just did your shit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily, I haven't necessarily perfectly harnessed that yet. Um, there can be a combination of things. I can have a really, I can be having a confident day 
and it just leads into that situation. So I, you know, so that kind of carries on. Um, if I'm if I'm at an event and I'm in that situation and I didn't like and I haven't eaten, there's no snacks there. You know what I'm saying? I'm just like, I probably won't. You know, I won't be able to channel that as much. Yeah, I just I, I I'm not in full control of it yet. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't know. It's, sometimes ducks have to be in a row. You know, I have to see a um kind of how I see things. Um, much like how I play a show, I've done it so much now. Is when I walk in, when I walk on stage, when I walk into a room, I'm scanning it. It's sort of like, and I, I and I explained this in like another previous conversation I had. Um, are you familiar with like the scene in Terminator where Arnold enters into the bar for the first time, and it's the red screen, and then he's like, scan. You see his yes. robot vision. He's yes. scanning the room. Like you can look at this person and like calculate the height. Yes. This person's, you know, like that. You know, that's what I'm doing. I'm like, you know, if I'm sitting at a table with a bunch of people in sort of that like networking sense, I'm like, I'm reading, I'm reading everything. I'm reading situations. And most times there's one person that's always like the alpha personality in those situations. So kind of in a way, like whenever I walk into the room, it's, it's like some prison shit. Mm-hmm. Like you walk in and I'm looking for the big dog, right? Who's the alpha in the room? Like I'm always on that. Like not that I'm trying to be the alpha, but like. Oh, so you don't go in and punch them in the face. I might. <laughs> I might, in a sense. Like, um, the depending on, like, uh, and when I say who's the alpha in the room, who's, like, dictating, like, conversations, mm-hmm. yeah. who's, like, um, for sure. You know, the most social butterfly. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and depending on, like, how I feel and different variables of that person, I either float to that person mm-hmm. or I just stay away and just like gotcha and and let them do that there's just so many variables like yeah. it's hard for me to like I don't know it's like I guess it's like I know what I'm doing better than I can explain yeah and the more that I can talk about things like this is like how I gather a better uh, understanding of it like and I feel like a lot of us that's a lot of us we under, we know what we're doing better than we know what we're doing yeah so I don't know. I don't know. Like you, I don't know. I just I feel like the best way to, to answer your question the most is like um, without uh, giving a the, the direct answer of how I harness that is just the best way I could tell you to harness that is just like fucking like take those situations like head on and you know you going you know you're gonna fail. You're not gonna get what you expected out of all of them, and that's how you and that's how you gauge. Like how you get better at them, I guess. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> that's true, and that's that's to be noted as uh, a failure. I would love to fail a lot more because that means I'm trying a lot more. Yes. So yes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's why I started. Um, I guess like performing in a sense that I perform now, like doing it, like getting into improv. A lot of the comedy world shit that I'm getting into is a lot more about failing. Mm-hmm. To be honest, like. Because um, it's not like I can't feel when it comes to music shit, but it's just like, man, that shit is just so, like, that's just so under my belt. Like, I just know how to swim in so many different circumstances with that shit now. So, um, uh, I'm getting to the point where, like, I'm going to start, I start pushing myself performance wise into some mm-hmm. uncomfortable areas when it comes to the music area. Um, but I want to start that in a different area first. Um, feel that. Yeah, and then, you know, I had started doing shows by myself just to have that, 
just be able to fail yeah. to fuck it up myself and have to fix it like I, I needed that I needed that uh, that adrenaline I guess of like you know oh you, shit you've gotten better too at that so yeah 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 so yeah you gotta yeah you gotta fuck up at it sometimes <laughs> but for real but sometimes though when you insert yourself and this is what I found out when I inserted myself in, th- in unfamiliar things I didn't fuck up for a long time sometimes you know you you know you go to some events and like you insert yourself in these conversations you may get something out of them four out of four times um and it may take the tenth time to like oh I fucked that up or like yeah yeah so the don't let the continue the continuousness of like success like um lead you into a false uh uh I'm sorry, I'm trying to like figure out how to explain it. You got this. <laughs> uh, I feel like sometimes succeeding at things give you a false intimacy with like succeeding. Agreed. I completely agree. Yeah, it can be gone the next time you try it. Yeah. And it doesn't invalidate the last time you did it. It's like the universe's pat on the back. You, you shouldn't get too cozy with it. That's that. right. You get every, we all get everything. Yeah. The universe gives us everything. Um,. Yeah, your your la- your past success does not dictate your next failure. Mm. 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 No, I'm with it. Yeah, I don't and put it on a poster. Yeah, you know, and preparation change. You know, there's there's degrees to that type of shit. You know, you being prepared assures that a lot of times you're not going to fail. But like, there's just the you know when it comes to things that are just in the in the outside world. Once you give your shit to the outside world, like. Oh, there's factors that you don't control that affect it. It's just, it's just what it is sometimes. I don't know. It's rough. Uh, I gotta figure it out. <laughs> mm-hmm. You just gotta keep doing shit. Keep doing shit. I mean, yeah, for sure. There's like, uh, even with writing, just experimenting more with that, I'm gonna start uh, submitting it to different places more just because I have it done. See what happens. What's uh what's experimenting writing for you? Um, what does that mean for you? For me, it's style. Okay. It's, uh, like you know, we started off with doing comedy, but I kind of wanted to write something a little darker. Um, trying to write some dramas, just trying to experiment with style, so it's not um. I'm not known for just one thing, and I can yeah. test my limits and yep. see that I can do more than even what I initially. That's thought. right. Because it's like, yeah, I can have conversations and then sometimes I'm a little witty. I'm like, okay, I can translate that into writing. But I'm not, I'm very rarely scary. So okay. can I can I do some scary <laughs> And like the the piece you shared with me was fucking awesome. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was really cool. And it's just like, I get so stoked when I see people like doing shit um, that I didn't see them do before. Just plain and simple, like that shit is so cool. Cause I had a I had a block about that kind of shit for a long time, and a lot of times I didn't even realize I was doing it. I was doing different shit, you know. Yeah. I just had a block about like me creatively for a long time, and um, I don't. And it's tough for me to get perspective until I talk to someone. Um, and you speak it out loud. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, I'm. It's real tough for me to. F- get the full scope of what I'm doing until like um yeah until we have like combos like this yeah yeah um no that's that's the same for me I I feel like I have a focus and I have a trajectory and I'm you know I'm working towards something but I often lose sight 
okay. of what I'm doing and, and the road that I'm taking because I get distracted by all these things on the side that seem shiny but aren't necessarily for me or, or maybe an, another option or a different route to take um, that just kind of makes me doubt what I was already doing. Ooh. What's the last time you got deterred by something that seemed shiny? Um, like this trip to San Francisco. Okay. Um, like my focus lately has been very much getting on my creative, building my portfolio, just so that I have more creative under my belt. Um, and, and staring clear of the corporate world, but being around these people that are doing the corporate and also finding time to do the creative and using their corporate funds uh. to fund their creative yeah. kind of also makes me change my perspective on how I might want to approach it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, let's talk about that. Uh, artists, uh, shit, artists getting regular jobs to like mm. fund their art mm-hmm. and forward their art. It, that's totally fucking okay. Yeah. It's so okay. Um, I had a stigma about it for a long time. I think a lot of us have a stigma about it. Uh, there's such a glamorization about people who just purely do their art mm-hmm. full time, mm-hmm. and that is fucking great. Um, I do it full time. It's cool, um, but it literally does not. Um, it just it doesn't devalue a person who does another thing to take care of life. Yeah. Exactly. It's still valid. You're still a you're still an artist. I think that's what it is. I think for a lot of people, you we don't see each other as artists when we have this other job. Because mm-hmm. um, you know, you you're always like you're always bounded by the identity of what you do. Mm-hmm. And if like I spend more hours, you know, at this fucking company uh, than I do making this thing that I like. That must mean I'm the company person. When it doesn't mean that at all. No, it doesn't. That's super valid because I came from corporate and a lot of it, for me, for me, I mean, and I think it's about finding the right company and finding the right environment. Yes. But for me at the time being, it was corporate was very much a strain on me as a whole. Sure. As an entire person. And then moving out of corporate and going back into just, you know, gigs to get bills paid. And finding more time for creative and being able to say, oh, yeah, I could do this because I don't have to worry about X, Y, or Z because I have this freedom now. Yeah. Um, is grand. But then, you know, there's there's the other side where it's like, can I go back to corporate? Am I still seen as a corporate person to mm. corporate people? Mm. Do I fit into that world anymore? Is that, is um, that a language I know how to speak still? Okay, okay. So while you worked corporate world, there was like a... Uh, there was a wor- worry to fit in the corporate world, even though you didn't enjoy it? Oh, for sure. Okay. For sure. I feel like you have to present a certain way. You have to speak a certain way. Um, you know what I mean? There, there are so many little things where it's like, I can, I can, for lack of a better term, I can code switch to a good degree to get through corporate. Mm. But then there are things that I forget. Like, I said the word awesome in an email before, and I was told about that. And I was wow, like, wow, wow. Shit like that. Like, wow. I, 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 I tend to not overthink life that much. Wow. Where that I have to say, you know, I have to phrase, you know, saying, I have to phrase saying, like, thank you, or that sounds great, very specifically, versus oh. saying, cool, awesome. 
Oh, <laughs> you know it's I mean? that just just hearing that is so exhausting. <laughs> it is very exhausting. It's insane. It is insane. So I mean, but again, it goes back to finding that right that right environment for you because yeah. there are, there are you know the world's changing. There are a lot of corporations that are more open. There are a lot of startups or small businesses that kind of approach things differently. So mm-hmm. it's finding those companies that can appreciate me as an artist and take me serious as a corporate. And that's kind of where I am now is trying to find that balance to showcase that I can do both. And okay. I can straddle that field. Hmm. I wonder, yeah, I, sometimes I wonder like, is that really my is that my space maybe maybe I have a skill set maybe even even more so like how bad I see how poorly I see things marketed mm-hmm. um, I think in that aspect uh, it, if I for me to go specific I watch like WWE wrestling okay. and a thing that's like was part of my childhood um, and I got you know got back into it like a couple of years ago with, a, with a, another group of friends and like Everything, just about everything I watch about it is so cringy because it's like the um, the like the t-shirts are terrible. Um, the graphic design is really bad. How they market is just like really bad, and it's just like I see all these ways how how I will fix it, and I you know, and I feel confident that it will work. And it's like, is my real space maybe? in the corporate world in that in that in that capacity or like um it's like am I here to make a change in that world Mm. in like the marketing world to make it less of a fucking like cesspool I would love to see you do the latter I feel like you'd be great to enter a corporate situation and shake things up that's so and that's so scary for me to think that maybe that's my place that that would be such an insanely hard fight yeah, definitely. It's That's such a fight. Definitely a hard fight. Yeah, um, and I guess part of me is scared of a hard fight. Like, mm-hmm. um, I think I get scared of a hard fight mainly because the time I invest in it, and I yeah, I, I have a fear of wasting my time. Yeah, because sometimes I feel like there's none of it. Sometimes I feel like it's an illusion altogether. Yep, I, but ugh. like I just, I either way, I still have this fear of wasting it. So sometimes I just don't take like I said uh, going circling back I don't take certain routes because I don't want to waste my time okay there's that that back to that same fear mm-hmm. like or like you said like is it self-sabotage or, or self-preservation yeah to me it's a valid like shit, I don't even call it a fear it's just like a like it's just a variable mm. it, it is a variable it's just a fucking variable like it's a very true it's like to uh I feel like fears. I feel like saying ira- like having an irrational fear or something, is a oxymoron. Mm. Um, and what I feel like what you're feeling is very rational. So to me, it's not even a fear. It's just like a very real factor that you that you kind of have to look at. Um, shit, I look at it, and I could be wrong. Like all this shit, I could be totally wrong. Uh, yeah, it's like it's hard to know when to tiptoe when. Like fucking dive in. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of my mindset with when it comes to opportunities is I say yes and figure it out when I get there. Um, and a lot of times events that I've like, uh, actually I'm going to. It's weird. I'm going to something tonight that I just like. Fuck it, I'll just say yes to that 
and like I'll figure out what my place is there when I get there. Nice. A lot of times too, when I just see <laughs> uh, a coping mechanism for me is like when I go to an event and I see food there. It's like, oh, that's where I'm posting. <laughs> now this whole thing is just like Nolan Boyd to me. How I do here because I'm gonna just like eat this food. <laughs> okay, I appreciate that. See, and that's that's where I think we differ. Where it's uh, you figure it out when you get there, and I still have that fear of the impression I leave behind if I know if I'm not sure mm-hmm. if I'm not sure that I can do it right to I, I might not I might not do it uh. sometimes I mean I, I do obviously sometimes push through because there are things that I've, I've done that I'm again very proud of but like when you step forward in that variable is, right. is where I'm at I'm trying Absolutely. to figure that out <laughs> What, um, I mean, like, after the trip now, do you feel like there's a next move? Um, yeah, like, I'm still getting emails for different opportunities to submit to different things. Mm -hmm. Um, there are definitely events and people that I could be coordinating with to, like, try new projects. I have ideas in my head all the time that I can try to push forward. Um, so there, there. I'm definitely working towards things. I feel like I'm moving a little slower, especially after having conversations like this and and conversations that I had over the trip. That I feel like, um, you know, I can move a little quicker than I am, and I don't need to dilly dally as much. But I, I think I'm I'm in the right direction. I think yeah. I, I yeah. think I just need to just keep doing what I'm doing, stay focused mm-hmm. on it, and stop with all the uh, inner saboteur conversations. Yeah, you're doing fine. You're doing fine. <laughs> I need to dilly dally. I need to have some time. I really do. Like, I I You've been doing do a lot. so well when I, like, get some space to dilly dally. Um, but I don't know. Like, I mean, like, um, the, well, honestly, like, my dilly dally time is mostly, like, getting my head in the right space to do the shit that people see mm. uh, and it's taking and, I, and as I get older and I experience more shit it takes me more time to get my shit to get my head together I actually shit. I agree with that I have the same and the more you know kind of we thing. need to be okay with that yeah that's just what it is like um you know you know there's mornings I wake up and there's like uh I spent Let's say two years ago, even back when I was living like living in Edgewater, um, I get up at like seven, and from seven to nine, um, you know, I'll spend like maybe like first fifteen minutes just like be just being existent, mm-hmm. um, just existing. Well, you know, I'll spend a good like those early hours just like um, figuring out, you know, the next shit. Executing the next thing, uh, you know, you know, typing out this idea, writing out this thing, you know, doing a lot of that shit. And now I'm in a point in life to where I still get up at seven, seven thirty. But now I need like that. I need an hour. Mm-hmm. I need two hours to fucking just like exist. Mm-hmm. And then you know, then I can spend a few hours like doing my shit. Um, and I say all that to say that. Um, it, it adjusts, it changes, you know, like the dilly dally time adjusts and it, and it changes and like, you got to allow it to do that. Um, at least for me, 
I got I like I know I get the best work when I'm not like when I'm not like feeling like it's I'm in I like I'm jamming it out of myself yeah or like this um I mean there's one thing I feel like there's one thing there's self discipline right <laughs> and then there's another thing that looks like self discipline but it's really you like making yourself do this shit before you're like actually mentally prepared to like do the most out of it mm-hmm. and that's what I was confusing. I was confusing like self-discipline for kind of forcing myself to do this shit and, and you know making it trying to force this thing to be a habit trying to make this this work regimen be a habit have you sorted out that confusion between the two I kind of have yeah I kind of have um, now it's just to the point where I, like if I don't um, I'm such a my brain just works in a way that if I don't feel like doing this shit I'm not going to do it mm. it's just not I'm just not like um and it's not even on some like uh diva shit it's just literally my brain you're not gonna get the best result like if i don't feel like doing this shit like so i'm just not i'm not that makes the most sense it it, uh it, it relieves so much of my tension when i just stop like um putting that putting that uh you know i still have goals um and I don't put a mental deadline on myself for that type of shit anymore. There's just you know there's some things I know I gotta have it done by this time for this to happen. Um, but there's not a uh, I don't like torture my uh, I don't torture my like chill time to like get get a thing done. Um, I allow myself to gather the idea. And once I'm in the mode to execute, then I execute it. It may be at well, a lot of that technology is also helped with that mm-hmm. um, because um, and also the way I travel with things like now, you know, I travel with my tote. Like I carry, like I even carry my recording equipment, something to write on. I have that with me all the time. So if I feel that spurt, you know, then I start knocking that type of it. shit out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I and I realize everyone's lives in, isn't designed to be that way. But I can only talk to how I design my For life. Sure. And I, you know, I made the I made what sacrifices necessary to be able to like create as freely as I can. Yeah. Um, so with that responsibility, because I'm not going to hold myself to these like mental uh, deadlines, then I my, I need to be able to be prepared to execute things at the moment I feel like I I need to. So that means I, I, you know, I carry certain things with me all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I just, you know, I, I just, I just life. You know, I, I put money towards buying this thing that's going to make uh, it easy for me to execute something. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel that it's putting yeah. in a different way. It's it's sorting things out in a specific way to set yourself up to win. And yeah. I've been doing different things like that. For sure. Exactly. Yeah, you killed it. <clears throat> I'm set it. I set myself up to win my way. Yeah. Mhm. I've been doing things like that for sure. Like putting twenty dollars aside here and there, so I can save up for this camera that I want to get, so that I can work on this production that I want. Yeah. To and while you're doing that, like you're actually making progress, and you don't have to give yourself so much pressure on executing mm-hmm. um, other things because once you get that, once you once you complete that goal of getting this one thing. All these, uh, all this other shit, is gonna fall into place mm-hmm. once you start, you know, mm-hmm. putting the work in with that. And um, I had, you know, I, and I see a lot of people having problems with that. I had a problem with that, where like you're punishing yourself for this shit 
that um, you didn't achieve yet, but you didn't even like get to step two to get to three yeah. and four. You already punished yourself yeah. for not having three and four. Oh, damn, you know? you read me. And you're literally you're literally making progress in life to get to get two done. Yeah, you're you're so right. You're so right. That's exactly what I said. I, I lose sight and I lose focus on on yeah on that path that I'm on and what I'm doing because I get distracted by those other things. But you're so right. Like I'm working on those things. I'm working on that next step to get me to that next step. Mm-hmm. And that's just um uh, and overall, it's an act of mindfulness. Mm. Mindfulness of being present. Like, be present in the shit that you're achieving right now, um, no matter how little they are. Uh, shit. And, like, you know, in the world going... Man, I, I feel like people in your life and, like, in the world are going to uh, applaud the big things, the big achievements. It's your job to uh, make sure the small achievements that you get... That you make just by fucking living, mm-hmm. you got to celebrate that shit mm-hmm. for yourself. Like, you, like... You really do. You do. Because a lot of us just wait around for the big achievements to get the jubilation. and the. But God damn it, man. Like, you fucking... You made it work on time today. Like, you killed it. <laughs> you fucking, like... Uh, you know, you cooked... You know, you cooked something that you didn't yeah. make before. Like, you killed it. That's... that All that shit... All that shit seems like it's not making it to... Make it to the bigger goal. But, like, all that shit's part of it. Everything is part of it. Like, ugh. Nice. <laughs> Damn. And that concludes another episode of Good Luck Hunting. This conversation was with Shervin Bain. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you got something out of it. If you did, please share. If you got any feedback, please send it my way. Sorry about the non concise ending. Um, very new to this, so um, the creating a format as we go along. So really stoked to have you along on this journey with me. Um, until next time, peace. <laughs>